one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited about today. This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to talk about ever. I find it so fun and yeah, I'm super excited to get into it. Today's drink of choice at this very moment is actually just water because I had a big matcha that I made, an iced matcha, and then I'm not sure if anyone else experiences this, but I got a little bit too high on the energy spectrum to the point where I was bordering on feeling a little bit anxious and this tends to happen to me because I think for anyone else who's never experienced anxiety perhaps this same thing doesn't happen maybe it does but anytime I feel like I'm high on that energy spectrum I I start to kind of have this mental narrative that I'm feeling anxious even though it might be just like a physiological thing or you know you can even sometimes reframe anxiety with excitement anyways I gave up coffee a while ago and I really haven't touched it since anytime I do and this is probably partly mental I just kind of lose it like I I'm just way too high on that spectrum to the point where it's like I cannot contain myself and my thoughts and I kind of just unravel But anyways, I was kind of veering on that side with the matcha today, so I am chugging water to hopefully combat that experience. But it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a lot of energy going into a conversation that I'm really excited to have. So with that being said, super excited about today's episode. A few little updates. Yesterday, I did something that was so liberating and felt so good, and I wanted to share because it kind of goes along with the theme of spring cleaning. I talked about this last week about energetic spring cleaning, shaking off the dust, realigning with your vision, clearing out old habits. And one of the things that I forgot to mention is essentially cleansing your digital footprint. I'll talk through some of the tools that I use to cleanse my digital space and how I approach it. But basically, I look at it in terms of if you think about clothes in your closet and every time you see an article of clothing, you think to yourself, hmm, I don't wear that much. I really need to get rid of it. Or let's say, for example, you have a lot of objects cluttering up your space that remind you of something or someone that you no longer identify with or a version of yourself that you no longer identify with doesn't really reflect who you are today. And, you know, these can be just passing thoughts that we have when we observe these things in our physical space. But at the same time, it can become 
decluttering of the mental space when we have so many of these things in our environment. And there is research to support this. And the feeling that you have when you cleanse that and you release those things, you clean out your space, even if it's just like a small cleaning and the energetic experience that that opening feeling that I talked about last week that that can result in. So I think of this in the same way in terms of our digital ecosystem. We do live so much of our lives online and I think so much of our energy can be drained by different parts of our online presence and our digital footprint. And so like for example, just a passing thought is for me, every time I go into my inbox, I see how many promotional emails I am subscribed to. And I think to myself, wow, I really need to find a way to unsubscribe to those. But then I go on another thought tangent, which is essentially, well, it would take me so long to do so. So I'll just leave it. And it kind of just builds and builds and builds in my mind. And although in the grand scheme of things, it might not be consuming that much energy when all of these things are compounded one on top of another, it can just make us feel overwhelmed and make us feel cluttered. And so cleansing that can be really helpful in releasing some of that baggage, if you will. So I think with spring, it's a really good time to do this. Just clear out the old, refresh your digital space. And I have a couple of ways that I did this, which I'm going to share. The first one is Unroll Me. I love this tool. And by the way, they're not paying me to say this, although I wish. Um, But basically, this is an online tool that you can use to mass unsubscribe from newsletters. And I can't describe to you how good this feels for me, especially since, like I mentioned before, I would often just be so bogged down by everything in my inbox so this really helps you to cleanse that out and then focus on what's really important and really be intentional moving forward with what you subscribe to and then another one that you can use is the smart cleaner app or any other app you can just look it up on the app store that basically cleanses your phone of old contacts that you've never really spoken to or haven't spoken to in a while or been in touch with duplicate images duplicate videos it will choose the best out of all of them but i would definitely recommend looking through because sometimes you want a few alternatives and then it can also delete screenshots i can't tell you how many random screenshots i had i basically cleared them all and then the other thing for me is cleansing my social media space and archiving posts that no longer feel aligned or just don't really like add anything to what i'm doing and yeah i really like that exercise i think In the conversation about social media, I talked a lot about authenticity and how that can sometimes be a moving target. And for me, it's not when I archive posts, it's not to hide certain parts of myself. It's simply to say that, okay, I feel like this isn't really contributing to the overall direction that I'm going in right now. So yeah, highly, highly recommend. And like I said, I felt surprisingly light and just my spirits were lifted after having gone through that exercise. So highly recommend. I had mentioned maybe last week that I'm going on a road trip soon. My partner and I are road tripping from Vancouver to San Francisco in a couple of weeks. Actually, next week. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm really not a planner. Like, truly, truly, I'm not a planner. But I'm really trying to be organized. And to be honest, a big anchor for that is this podcast because... I made a commitment with myself to show up every week and so that's what I'm doing and so I'm going to be pre-recording a couple of episodes so that you'll have those even when I'm away but stay connected with me on social media so you can see what's up. I'm going to try to share 
some fun updates from that experience and yeah that's my only real life update and then the last thing I've been kind of sporadically throwing in updates on where I'm at with my brand partnership journey. This was something that is completely new territory for me. I've been really navigating, learning everything about brand partnerships and, you know, educating myself so that I'm not being taken advantage of. And I had mentioned maybe a few weeks ago that I was doing a big kind of outreach. And to be honest, that was not super fruitful, I would say. And I don't really have any like shame or embarrassment in sharing that because I think when you're putting yourself out there, you have to accept that you're not going to get a hundred percent response rate. But interestingly enough, I got ghosted by quite a few companies and a few of them since then have reached out to me separately. I'm not sure if maybe I just like didn't contact the right person, but that's been super interesting. And I always find that when I get to a point with something that I'm doing where it's creating more anxiety and more like stress and frustration than anything positive, I just take a step back and I just kind of realize that I need to reassess and just come back into balance. Usually when I'm in that space of frustration, it's coming from a place of gripping and desperation. So I realized that when it came to the partnerships, I needed to take a step back and reassess. Since I've taken a step back from that outreach, interestingly, I've had a few really exciting opportunities pop up. So like I said, a couple of those interestingly have been with brands that I originally reached out to and they never responded. And then someone else from their team was like, hey, I found you on TikTok. I was like, okay, I reached out to you already and you never responded, but I'm not going to bring that up. Um, Anyways, so that's been cool. A couple of new brands that have reached out to me, one of which I will have just posted about this week. And it was such a good experience working with them. I truly am so thankful because they kind of reframed my idea of what it could mean to work with a brand. I feel like in a couple of interactions, and this is nothing against some of the folks that I've worked with, but it's felt very transactional and I've almost felt kind of just like just a player in the game. And I completely accept and understand that that's kind of the reality of it. But this particular brand that I've been working with and some of the ones that I'm actively working with right now have been so like personal, like I've been able to actually speak to the people on the teams, have calls with them. And so that's really exciting. And it's helping me to redefine my perspective like I said, with respect to what's possible and what I can expect rather than feeling like I have to kind of always settle for this very transactional exchange where I don't really feel valued and I don't feel that there's necessarily always a completely fair exchange. Okay, so this is my invitation to you to treat the next three episodes as though you are embarking on a little three-week mini program. So I would invite you to take notes as you listen to this episode or add notes to your notes app on your phone or record little voice memos with your responses to these prompts just to really integrate everything that I'm sharing because I'm going to be offering a lot of opportunity for reflection and inquiry and I think it could be really cool to just kind of treat this little mini series 
as a little program. So this week I'm going to take you through the process of first gaining clarity surrounding whatever it is that you are wanting to call in or experience. Then in next week's episode, we'll uncover what may be blocking you. And then finally, the week after that, we'll start to think about gaining some momentum and how you can actually take action and start to get some results. So of course, make sure that you are following and subscribe to the podcast so that you are getting notifications when new episodes are live. And then basically between the time when the episodes are released, you can basically work through some of the prompts and exercises and reflections I'm going to share in more detail. And I just think this is a really great time to do it during springtime because there's this burst of energy, at least that's what I'm feeling in terms of, you know, the sun's coming out, we're feeling a little bit more bright, we are kind of blooming, the flowers are blooming, and I am thinking about focusing on directing this burst of energy towards my vision and my intentions and pulling my energy out of and away from the things that are perpetuating cycles of self-sabotage and and self-doubt and all the rest. Okay, so before we dive in, I want to share a few kind of priming points and definitions. So obviously this little series is all about manifestation and I like to use the term purpose-driven manifestation. So basically calling in what we require in each area of our life in order to fully embody our aligned selves and live out our purpose. So a lot of the time we're kind of in autopilot and we're manifesting, but it's based on the programming that has been passed down to us or the programming of our peers or society versus what we actually authentically want or came here to experience. From my personal perspective, it's possible to sustain you know, living in alignment with someone else's vision for life or someone else's imagination for a certain period of time. But eventually there becomes a point where you start to feel this friction and this tension because you're not really honoring what you would like to experience and what you feel called to experience. And perhaps on some level, you're not really honoring your own purpose and gifts. So really this first episode is going to be about connecting with your purpose, your vision, and why it's important to you so that you're actually motivated towards that reality. And something that I'll bring up from time to time is if you think about really big drastic life changes are often at a time where there's like no other alternative. For example, someone who has a health scare and then they are prompted to quit cigarettes or something like that. You know, these big things that kind of catapult us into a new reality and making a different decision. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that that has to happen in order for you to create change, but all I'm trying to get at here by using this example is that the greater the connection to the why, so using that example of quitting cigarettes, being able to identify that if you don't, there's that potential implication to your health and you've been able to actually see that in your reality. So that's why I think it's really important to connect to that. And of course, you don't have to get to this like rock bottom place in order to experience it. You can just be able to see in your life what's really important to you and why that would matter. So we're going to go through some prompts to identify that why. And I think it's a really important 
deeper layer to go to to really understand what's pulling you forward towards that reality. And then, of course, the other thing to mention is that your vision and your values and all of these things, I believe that they can change or fluctuate over time. So we're not aiming for rigidity. We just want a starting point. If you are relatively new to this practice and it seems a little bit woo-woo or out there and you're sensing some resistance, I'm trying to keep it super practical and accessible in that way, but I just ask and invite you to approach this with an open mind. Notice any shame or stickiness or resistance you feel to these concepts that I'm sharing. I know this is something that I struggled with for a long time. And then you can assess for yourself whether that's coming from a place of this concept doesn't really align with where I'm at right now, or is it coming from a place of shame surrounding exploring these types of spiritual topics for me that was the case for a lot of my process was I didn't really feel comfortable openly talking about certain things like manifestation I felt like you know I was going to get judged by it but I think by looking into that and accepting it and recognizing where that came from I was able to open up a lot more and be able to have these conversations and also accept that it's not for everyone and that is also okay. As with any conversation we have surrounding manifestation on this pod, I always share a couple of disclaimers. The first one being I don't align or subscribe to the belief that your thoughts create your reality and that you are solely to blame for the circumstances or situation you are in. We're going to be talking about how thoughts and specifically repeated thoughts in the form of beliefs and even more specifically limiting beliefs can impact your reality and hinder you from taking action towards things that really matter to you but that is not to say that it that process is completely to blame for certain experiences i think that this mentality discredits the fact that we are in community with other beings and they often act in ways that are beyond our control and it also fails to address systemic issues that perpetuate mistreatment i also think to believe and subscribe to the belief that your thoughts create your reality is just such a big responsibility in the sense that it can be really overwhelming to think in this way and at least for me personally can lead me to be a lot more controlling of my experience so I always like to share that disclaimer and that the focus of this practice that we're going to be discussing is what's within the realm of your control so your habits patterns thoughts behaviors what you consume who you surround yourself with etc and then how we can empower ourselves to take ownership and redirect our internal forces away from the things that are perpetuating cycles of self-doubt self-sabotage smallness etc and realigning that into the direction of our vision okay disclaimers aside let's get into the first step of the process which is essentially getting some clarity around your vision or setting up and establishing a vision if you don't already have one so this is the first step of the process that we're going to be going through all together and actually this can apply to so many different things beyond manifestation i share this in my course about mindfulness for stress and anxiety i share this in the authenticity roadmap and i think when we're engaging with any kind of program or you know process that has a specific objective it can be really helpful if we go into it with a clear vision the way i like to think about it which i've mentioned many times before is essentially to approach this as though we're going on a road trip this whole experience the whole three weeks we're going to go on a road trip and the first step is to of course identify where you're going set the destination and ideally 
you know, program in as specific as you can your destination into your GPS. So that's basically what we're doing. We're plugging in our destination and this is going to help us, you know, get moving in the right direction and also ideally get there a lot faster than if we weren't really sure where we were going. So in order to get really specific and super clear, I always like to start by focusing on one area of life because if we're just generally on the whole trying to improve our whole entire life, it's going to be really hard for us to actually take action towards that. And I always am an advocate of starting small and just focusing on one thing at a time. So I divide my life into a few categories. We have health, wellness, spirituality. We have career, finances, and hobbies. We have relationships, friendships, family, home and environment, and then finally self-image and confidence. And of course, there are a lot of categories that we could come up with, but just to keep things simple, I'm you know keeping it at a fairly high level. So the first step, I would identify what area of life you are focused on manifesting in. And in order to do this, you could think about the area where you're feeling the most stuck or where you are feeling like you want a change or anything along those lines that you'd like to call in a new experience. So for me at this point in time, my focus area, and I've shared this before for manifestation and for my manifestation practice, is largely my career, finances, and hobbies. Now, I think the reason that this has been a focus for me for so long, of course, I've had different focuses over the last couple of years, but right now, this is the most prominent, is because I think that's the area in which I have the most conditioning and programming and unlearning to do. So I'll weave in some personal examples to make this a little bit more practical and easy to digest and understand. But basically, once you have your focus area, you can move forward with that throughout these prompts. And then in the future, if you ever want to take a new area through, you can do that at any point. So the first step, once you've found which area you want to focus on, is essentially to consider what state you find yourself in with respect to that area of life. So going back to the GPS example, are you stagnant in that you feel like you don't really, you haven't ever actually set a vision for that area of life. And so therefore you're not making any progress when it comes to that GPS example, we haven't actually punched in a destination. So there's no way for us to actually start getting in motion. So that's option one, stagnance. Option two is lost. Maybe you've programmed in a destination, but you've gotten lost along the way or the destination that you programmed in was not the right one. So loss is a really good category for those of us who feel like we inherited a certain direction that we were expected to go in. I think that's where many of us, especially throughout our 20s, find ourselves is in that category of feeling lost. Maybe we are climbing the corporate ladder, so we're making movement in some direction, but it's not the direction that we want to be going in. And I feel like lost quite often that can feel like a lot of confusion and a lot of mental energy is being lost to that mental process of questioning every single decision, questioning if we're on the right path. And this was really, especially with relation to my career, a place I found myself in a really long time. And so I'm going to talk about how to move through each of those states, whether it's stagnance or lost in a moment. But then of course, the third option, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you most likely are not in this place, but you may be and you may find yourself fluctuating between these three states is you're feeling aligned. You have set in place a vision for yourself for whatever area of life you are focusing on and you're making moves. You feel like you're moving in the 
right direction. Now, if you are feeling aligned and as though you're moving in the right direction, I'm still going to invite you to go through these next few exercises just in the event that there's some clarity that could be brought to your vision. Okay, so although it's a slightly different approach of moving out of stagnancy versus moving out of feeling lost, it's basically the same thing. Moving out of stagnancy, we are establishing a vision and moving out of being lost, we're just checking in with our priorities and our vision and just recalibrating things. So that's how we will kind of work towards getting on the right track. And I'll guide you through a series of questions to do so. So as we work to establish or clarify or recalibrate your vision, we want to be focusing on two major factors. First, is it connected to your core values? And if you don't know what your core values are, we're going to do a little exercise to work through that. And then two, is it Are you motivated to do it? Are you motivated and why are you motivated for this vision to become a reality? So like I said, the two factors are core values and motivation. And motivation, as I mentioned before, the higher the level of motivation, the deeper we are connected to our why, the more we are going to take action to make that a reality. Okay, so I get asked all the time, how do I identify my core values? What are my core values? And to be honest, there are so many different online exercises that you can do in order to at least get a sense of your own personal core values. One of the exercises that I really like to do to start is to just reflect on what it would look like to have your perfect day and to describe that in as much detail as possible, basically from morning to evening. So I do this exercise every so often, and like I said, it changes and fluctuates over time, but by doing so, it can tell you a lot about what you value. So just as an example, not to get too into it, but I would describe my perfect day as spending a lot of time in nature, you know, going to coffee shops, meeting up with friends, reading books, spending time with people that I connect with, having conversation, laughter, music, etc. And I can, you know, break that down to actual activities, which I think can be really helpful. Like, for example, I could say, wake up, go on a walk, come back, meditate, spend some time journaling, spend some time in my creative outlets, etc. And then, you know, do the whole day just allow my imagination to really run free with it. So thinking about my life in this very open-ended creative way helped me to uncover a couple of core themes that kept coming up, which were essentially adventure, family, comfort, and freedom. And then another really quick and easy way to do it is to just look at a list online of values and just identify three to five that really resonate with you right now. And then once again, you have that compass and that anchor that can guide you forward, knowing that that can always change when you're in a different chapter of life. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Or when it no longer resonates. So once you've got your list, I definitely recommend documenting those somewhere so that you can remind yourself of them and reinforce them. And then from there, I would just come up with an ideal scenario kind of statement and thinking of this free of limitation in relation to that area that you are wanting to manifest in. To take this a level further, a lot of times manifestation will assert that you should write this in present tense. Now, this may not resonate with you, whatever feels right, but an example of this would be for me, I'm so grateful to be in a job that allows me flexibility, being able to spend time with family, being able to go on adventures when I want to, and to be able to afford to do so, that allows me to connect with others in relation to uplifting topics that I am excited and energized and passionate about. And what this does is although you may not be 100% in that position right now, is your mind starts to orient itself to recognizing small ways in which you already have that in your life now, recognizing small ways in which you can invite a little bit more of those core values that you are wanting to embody. All right, so the second thing that I mentioned that goes into clarifying your vision is checking in with your motivation. And I think that there are two major factors that contribute to blocking our motivation. The first one being it's beyond our current capabilities. Maybe it's possible for us in the future, but right now it may seem too far out of reach and therefore we lack the motivation to do anything about it. An example of this that happens often for me is fitness goals. I used to set like really, really high expectations on myself, put a lot of pressure, but to be realistic with myself, it wasn't really attainable for me in the short or medium term, which made it really hard for me to break that down into my day-to-day. What do I actually need to be doing to work towards that vision? So if you are someone that finds that you've created a vision statement that maybe feels way too far out of reach, then you could even break it down into smaller micro steps. And, you know, it's still a subcomponent of that big vision, but you're just making it a little bit more achievable so that you can experience those small wins and you're not always feeling defeated. And then your motivation is therefore depleted. So thinking about smaller chunks 
that you could reasonably envision for yourself in the next three to six months, for example. And for me, I heard this on a podcast and this really prompted an interesting reflection, which is, are you creating goals that are way too far out of reach as a means of reaffirming the belief that you're a failure? I would find that basically my brain was geared towards the fact that I could never have what I wanted. I would always be unhappy. These were kind of the looping thoughts that were going on in my mind. So I found that I would often create these huge lofty goals and visions that were quite often really not connected to anything that mattered to me, but maybe just inherited from someone else. And then when I didn't experience that quite immediately, I would just reaffirm my position as being helpless and, you know, being kind of a failure. So that's just something to be mindful as well. I thought that was really, really interesting. The second factor that goes into motivation, I touched on this earlier, is that it's not connected to our own core values. Maybe we're chasing somebody else's idea of success or fulfillment. We may be able to sustain motivation if this is the case in the short term, but over time we can become frustrated, burnt out, and resentful and feel that tension like I mentioned earlier. So for me, this was certainly the case with respect to career. On the outside, you could say that I was in a position where I looked to be successful. I was receiving a lot of validation and affirmation from those around me. However, on the inside, it wasn't connected to something that I felt any pull towards or I felt any purpose within. If you do feel like perhaps the vision that you've set for yourself is not necessarily deeply connected to you, you can just go back and adjust and just realign it to your core values. It's always open for adjustment and just consider whether your vision really relies on and depends on external validation and that's a good indicator that perhaps we can go back to the drawing board and consider whether or not that is really something that we feel motivated towards. So I'm a very visual person as you may have noticed already and for some reason a visual that keeps coming to me in relation to this process of really connecting with our own vision is imagining that you are looking at a mirror but the mirror is all fogged up so you can't actually see yourself and the layers of fog that are covering the mirror or let's say dirt or grime whatever's blocking you from being able to see yourself are all of those layers of conditioning and programming that tells us we have to be chasing a certain type of dream or that we have to be our success has to look a certain type of way and being able to just kind of clear those away and take a deep look at ourselves and then move from that place so now we're ready to take it a level deeper i had mentioned earlier it's really helpful to go a level deeper to really understand why you want what you want and the more connected you are with that in my view the more motivated you are towards action so The first question to reflect on and ask yourself is what would happen if your vision never became a reality? What would be the consequence of that not happening for you? And then the second question is, and why would that matter? So weaving this into my own personal story of the type of career that I was looking for when I was in a position where I was really, really unhappy was What would happen if my vision never became a reality of getting myself out of that position and working towards a more aligned career path? Well, for me, I was really suffering from anxiety and panic attacks, and I felt that I would continue to feel that and my mental health would continue to spiral if I did not make a decision 
to get out of that space and finally go after something that felt really meaningful and purposeful to me. So there was that connection with my mental health and that was really, really important to me. And then the reason why that would matter is because, well, it was completely consuming my life. My self-confidence was completely depleted. The way I felt was awful. I had no energy. Physiological, Physiologically, I felt awful all the time and in addition to that, I wasn't able to fully show up for friends and family. I was checking out of a lot of experiences. So this really consuming experience made me really, really motivated to find a better situation for myself. Which brings us to the final step, which is essentially now that you've identified your destination, you've aligned to your core values, and you've ensured that you have the right balance of motivation and you're familiar with what your motivation is to move in that direction, you can now start to reinforce this vision mentally and visually and verbally as often as you can. So you can meditate on your vision, you can create a Pinterest board. I love this exercise. I love creating Pinterest vision boards. I do that monthly. You can record your voice and play it back to yourself every day. Like I said, you can create present tense gratitude lists and to me this is really just an opportunity to think expansively and think creatively and I find it really fun and exciting to think about my life in this way. I often compare this practice to playing sims because I was obsessed with sims as a kid but really you're just getting to think about your life in this creative open-ended way and you don't have to be worried about you know what all the blockages that you might encounter are you're just allowing yourself to for once not constantly beat yourself down about how that couldn't be possible and constantly be thinking in such a limited way and you're just allowing yourself to tap into your imagination I think this is something that we really lose as we grow older and for me it's such a creative and exciting and fun experience and like I said there's definitely a balance that we need to be mindful of at least for me of getting into a place where we're not grateful for our current reality because we're so focused on the future so just being mindful of that balance as you work towards reinforcing that vision so what we're aiming to do here is to hold the vision as often as and as intensely as you can basically we'll talk about roadblocks next week but we want the intensity of your vision to overpower the intensity of your roadblocks so going back to the example of cigarette addiction and trying to quit that we want the intensity of the desire and the vision of being someone who no longer smokes cigarettes to overpower that addiction that we feel to and that compulsion and that habit of smoking. So like I said, it's really fun to create a vision board. You can do that online or you can even do a actual physical one. I love to collage. You can write affirmations on a sticky note and post them around your house. I often set my phone background to an affirmation or something that reminds me of my vision. You can, I already mentioned this, but write down your vision in present tense in as much detail as possible. You can record your voice narrating this vision back to you and listen to it. And you can also create a playlist that reminds you of your vision and listen to that as well. Something I also used to do would be, for example, if I was looking to call in something like a house or a apartment, I actually used to like walk around areas that I wanted to live in and I would just sit 
in those areas and just like visualize myself being there or in that type of house and it's really really interesting because there's this one house that I used to always stare at and I loved it so much and I would walk by it as often as I could and I soon found out that the house was actually like residential people lived there it wasn't for rent but I just kept walking by it and looking at it and imagining myself living in something similar and the house that we ended up finding the apartment that we ended up moving into was really 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 similar same color and it's a unique color same exact like structure it had the same number of floors it's the same shape so that was really really interesting and that's something that I I really like to do as well is just to reinforce in whichever ways I possibly can and if possible put myself in similar environments and then visualize myself in those spaces. Okay the last tip that I'll provide before I'm going to do a live walkthrough example is a little out there so like I said come into this with an open mind, take it if it resonates, leave it if it doesn't. This is all about reinforcing your vision in a meditative state. Now this itself isn't out there because it's no surprise that it's difficult for us to think expansively and creatively when we're in such a state of fight or flight or when our nervous systems aren't regulated. But the example that I'm going to provide in the imagery may be a little bit out there. So once again, you might have a different image that comes to mind. But for me, the imagery that really resonates is imagining that each thought creates a ripple into the universe that holds your intention. So when your mind is clear and calm, the energy of your intention ripples out without having to compete with other thoughts, intentions, and fears, and just different things that's going on in your mind. So when your mind is busy, the ripple of your intention, i.e. whatever it is that you're trying to call in, gets lost amongst the sea of competing thoughts and is generally confusing and unclear to the universe. Okay, so to summarize everything that I've shared thus far, the first step is to identify the area of life in which you are manifesting in and use that as a focal point for this process. Then identify the state that you find yourself in, whether that's feeling stagnant, lost, or aligned. Learning to reconnect and clarify your vision if you are in a place of feeling stagnant or lost and doing so by identifying your core values, selecting a couple of core values that are important to you right now, weaving those into an ideal scenario statement or a couple of words that resonate with you and then identifying if it's within your current capabilities to ensure that you have the right balance of motivation and once again making sure that it's aligned to you as opposed to what someone else expects of you. You can then take it a level deeper by identifying what would happen if that vision never became a reality and why that matters to you. And then finally, you can identify a couple of practices that work for you to reinforce and really hone in on your vision. Okay, so last week I launched the Manifestation Clarity Quiz. And basically, this is a three-part quiz. It mirrors exactly what we're doing in these episodes, but you can take it through each one of these questions sort of in an interactive way. It's anonymous, so what I wanted to do at the end of this episode was just share one response and just kind of provide some feedback. So the response here is this person is manifesting in their career and in terms of what state they find themselves in, they feel stagnant. Their core values are actually quite similar to mine, family, fun and adventure, personal growth, success, and wealth. When it comes to the ideal scenario, 
They said, the ideal scenario for me is to be happy. I am aware that it is not all about the money. I just want to feel the sense of accomplishment and success. I feel like my self-doubt really brings me down or the fear of judgment stops me from moving forward. But I am learning to let go, do what I want with my career, start new hobbies that scare me and challenge myself. Life is too short to be stuck and do what society feels is a norm. So using the tips that I shared throughout this episode, what I would recommend in this case is this reads more to me as just a general reflection as opposed to an ideal scenario. When we talk about, you know, I feel like my self-doubt is really bringing me down or my fear of judgment is is stopping me from moving forward, that to me reads more as a blockage from realizing that vision. And I think without articulating what your actual vision is, you might just get hung up on those blockages. So I would really expand upon what does it mean for you to be happy? It says, I want to be happy and I want to feel a sense of accomplishment and success. But what does success actually mean to you? What does it feel like? Does it feel like financial freedom? Does it feel like being able to spend your time doing things that really matter to you? What are the things that matter to you? How will you know that you are successful? Because success is a pretty nuanced and I would say subjective experience we all experience that differently like for example for me I recognize that a big part of my success and how I know that I can feel successful is mental well-being so identifying that with respect to your vision I think that would really help to really clarify that and not be so focused on the challenges okay and then the next question in the quiz is what would happen if your vision never became a reality this person said i would feel like a failure i would feel like i'm not only letting myself down but letting my entire family and friends down i feel so much pressure from everyone so my read on this answer is you know if deep 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 down whatever your definition of success is really important to you in this lifestyle, it's not to, excuse me, in this lifetime, it's not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing, but this pressure of not being seen as a failure to me is more associated with other people's perception of us. So again, I think revisiting what your definition of success is and then what failing would mean to you so if success is happiness then failure may be that you will always feel unhappy and always feel discontentment and what would that mean to you rather than having such a focus on the pressure from other people because once again I think if that's the only thing that's driving us forward it can lead us to be back in that position where we're only really moving towards this vision we have for ourselves in order to relieve the pressure that we feel from other people. Okay, and then the last question in the vision setting section is why would that matter? So why would it matter if your vision never became a reality? Like this person said, they don't want to have the experience of being a failure. So they said, I would feel like I'm not going forward or moving forward in my life in respect to my career, which hinders my future. Now, once again, I think it would be really important to really get clear on what that actually means to you and your authenticity and your core values and what you're here to do. If career path projection and trajectory is really important to you, get clear on why and why it would be a problem if that didn't happen because the simple fact of like not progressing in my opinion in your career is kind of a concept that is very connected to capitalism and whether or not you actually feel deep down like that is a reflection of your self-worth if you don't like let's say climb the ladder I think 
could be reflected on a little bit more because I think there are certainly people in this world that are very career oriented, but I think it's important to identify why. So going back to the original point in this person's vision, they want to be happy. They want to be content. And I'm going to expand on that and just assume that they want to be able to spend time with family and friends because they mentioned that that was one of their core values and having life adventures. Now, I certainly understand that moving forward in a career could enable this type of lifestyle. So for example, by reaching a certain level of career success, I will be able to get more time off work or I will be able to afford the type of experiences that I want to have. But simply the idea of moving forward, I think, can be a little bit of a trap because oftentimes we don't actually sit and ask ourselves why we want to move forward. Is that something that we really deeply want, that career success, or is that as a result of like what you mentioned, that pressure from our friends and family? Okay, so that covers the first part of the process and the first part of that manifestation clarity quiz. If you are wanting to use that tool, it's all of the links will be below. And basically what we'll do next week is we'll work through the second section, which is identifying your roadblocks, the things that may get in your way as you begin to embark on this journey of working towards that vision that you set for yourself. So I will also at the end of the episode share some answers that folks provided and then just share my thoughts in relation to that if that's something that you guys like. And the last thing I'll say before closing out this episode is this phrase that has kept popping into my head every time I you know, engage with this work, which is basically that your self-worth is your power source. And what I mean by that is now that you've established this vision for yourself, there may be a gap between what you're currently experiencing in your reality and what it is that you're wanting to call in. So just a personal example is once I started realizing what I wanted out of a relationship and then also recognizing that in my current reality, that's not what I was experiencing. I was experiencing a much lower level of treatment and a much less healthy level of treatment than what I was looking to call in. So what that meant was I needed to raise my self-worth so that I could actually connect with make those connections and turn down the connections that I felt were at that lower level because I was no longer accepting those type of relationships. So that feeling of self-worth and that you are deserving of that vision that you have for yourself is kind of like that power source that will bring you up to that level that you are looking to experience. So I hope that that little analogy makes sense. Like I said, it keeps popping into my head, so I thought I would just share it. But that brings us to the end of the episode for this week. I hope that you enjoyed this little manifestation session. Like I said, you are in for a couple more episodes on the topic and maybe some more if these resonate with you. So don't hesitate to reach out with some questions or if you had any thoughts with the example that I shared or follow-up questions don't hesitate to dm me i'll be going into another live example next week and in the meantime if you want to take and try out that quiz and then of course if you do try it i'd love to hear from you how it went then definitely shoot me a message so that's it for today and i will see you in next week's episode ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.